This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is Dirt and Sprague. 9-15, let's have a great day, everybody. Cut the with Andy Dirt Johnson. I said that I wanted to have kids, and you said that you wanted me to have a vasectomy. What did I do? When you said that you might want to have kids, and I wasn't so sure, who had the vasectomy reversed? And then when you said you definitely didn't want to have kids, what, it reversed back? And Brendan Sprague. Stiff stop, stiff stop, stiff stop. You have no idea the physical toll the three vasectomies have a person. Dirt and spray on 1080. They're not going to catch us. We're on a mission from God. The fan. I've been talking about Hey, let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and spray here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The fan. Thanks for being with us on a Tuesday. Hope your mornings are going great. Feels good to have a studio, doesn't it? It feels great to have a studio. People are texting and things about getting busy to Savage Garden now, and I'm enjoying that. So, you know, we're having a good day, man. We're having a good day. I can weirdly work out to songs like that, too. Can you? Yeah. I can't. Really? Like soft songs, yeah. like, like love I just, songs? I just get caught up in singing in my head. All right. Uh, let's get. Let's talk a little NFL, shall we? Uh, with uh, Brad Spielberger, a pro football focus at PFF underscore. Uh, Brad, I'm assuming we got him on the line because my microphone sounds like I'm talking down a wind tube again. It's kind of the indicator. Yeah. Uh, Brad, good morning to you, man. I, w- I want to start with what is going on in Chicago, and is it as easy as just saying they're running Justin Fields more? Like, what has happened? Because they went from being a team that when they showed up on my red zone, I would scroll my phone for five minutes, and now I'm like, please show more Chicago Bears games. What is happening in Chicago? That's a great way to put it. Yeah, no, it's not just the simple fact of just running Justin Fields more. Early in the season, they were trying to do some zone read and some read option with him and some very basic concepts. And now what they're doing is more diversity with how they're running Justin Fields. So you're seeing quarterback power, you're seeing counter, you're seeing pin and pull, or they're they're moving guys around pre-snap. They're doing all these different things to create different angles for Fields to attack. And then he, you know, as great as Lamar Jackson, as great as Jalen Hurts is, he might be the best at being able to get to an edge and then get up field that's how fast he is. He's probably the best athlete on any field he steps onto. So it's, it's using his skill set more, and but also just keeping defenses guessing so it's not the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's, you know, I think it's more sustainable than folks may realize. Brad, I went through your rankings and your power rankings, and I thought you did a good job with weaknesses and strengths and X-factors for a lot of these teams in the second half. I, I want to ask you, I watched the Ravens play last night against New Orleans and Lamar is amazing, and the run game works. They have the best off, one of the best offensive lines in football. And as you know, one of the biggest weaknesses is wide receiver. Well, I'm also watching Green Bay this weekend against Detroit, and Rodgers isn't playing well, but also no wide receiver. Were, were you surprised teams like Baltimore and Green Bay weren't aggressive, no matter what salary cap situations are? It just feels like such a league where go get a weapon. Go get a weapon for your quarterback, and neither one of those teams made a move. Were you surprised by that? I think Green Bay is more surprising because, you know, as you saw last night, Lamar Jackson can win. The Baltimore Ravens can win. 
targeting tight ends like Isaiah Likely, even without a Mark Andrews, and using guys like Demarcus Robinson, now veteran Deshaun Jackson, the building. You know, they don't need a wide receiver potentially as much as a Green Bay, where, yes, they have a good run game, but Rodgers needs to have those chunk downfield plays. His legs obviously aren't much of a threat like Lamar Jackson's are. And so for them, it's also, as you said, ignoring the salary cap and all that, you have, what, maybe two years left with a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, and you're not giving him enough. And now he loses Romeo Dobbs to a high ankle sprain, maybe the best wide receiver on the team, the young rookie, who I think has gotten better as every week has gone on. They just do not have enough. The weird thing about Baltimore, though, is not only did they not make a trade for a receiver, they do make a trade for an off-ball linebacker. So they were aggressive, mm-hmm. um, just maybe on the opposite side of the ball that you would have guessed. Hmm. Interesting. Brad Spielberger is our guest. Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Brad on Twitter. Uh, it, the Buffalo stuff the last couple of weeks has been weird, where they, they didn't play great against Green Bay in that Sunday night game. They won, but Green Bay outgained them. Uh, just um, Allen threw a couple of weird picks. You're like, what's going, what's going on there? And then they lose to the Jets. That was the biggest shock of the weekend for me, because I don't think Zach Wilson is very good. Is like on a, on a one out of ten scale, where is a legitimate concern? And then obviously adding in the Allen elbow injury, like where is it at in Buffalo, or is that just an overreaction to one bad game? You know, I think it's not super high because I genuinely believe the Jets have a top five NFL defense, trending towards arguably having the best defense in the NFL because they have studs. At all three levels now, their defensive line rotation is arguably the best in the NFL. They have our highest pressure rate and highest grade as a pass rush unit. And then coverage, they also have our number one grade as an entire coverage unit. Rookie Sauce Gardner is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, has a 90 grade over the last five weeks, five points higher than the next highest cornerback. So, you know, for Allen to have a down game there, it's understandable. It's a great defense. But the injury, yes, is, is a big deal. A UCL in that elbow Often we see that with baseball, with pitchers and stuff like that. It's historically been about a month-long injury, depending on the severity of the sprain. So Allen might miss a couple weeks here. The second thing, though, let's say he stayed healthy. I've kind of been saying this all year long. You lose Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders from this team. Yes, both guys are 35 years old. Neither of them is actually playing the NFL right now. But they were big parts of this Buffalo Bills offense last year. And they now have two receivers, really, is all it is. It's Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. Davis is kind of a one-trick pony. He's a downfield threat and has not had five catches in the game in this entire season, which given how much Allen throws the ball, you'd think he'd have one game where he had at least five catches. That's just not his game. And I think they need to add, you know, if, if it's Odell Beckham Jr., it's him. They might need him more than any of the other contenders in that conversation to add him. You know, Seattle Brad out here has, has been an apology season for a lot of people in the media. I mean, I, I, I've i already done twice to Pete Carroll and Geno Smith, and, you know, Nwosu is one of the bigger pickups in the offseason that nobody's talking about. He's quite literally their only pass rusher right now having success. Uh, I, I think it's legitimate. I think mean, they have every kind of sign of a legitimate football team that can maybe scare a lot of teams come postseason time. I'm, I'm curious. It's been a redemption year for Gino. I got a futures ticket on him winning comeback player of the year. Where are you at on Gino? Are we ready to proclaim, Brad, that we've seen enough? This is a franchise guy. Like, run with this. This this quarterback seems to fit their offense perfectly, and he's having the redemption season. Where are you at on Geno Smith in Seattle? Yeah, I also had to, you know, raise my hand and apologize. Also, <laughs> I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. There's no question about it. I think they had one a, a historically good offseason. You mentioned Shannon Wolf to a great signing. Their draft class, obviously, both starting tackles and two starting corners that are playing at high levels in one single draft class is about as good as it gets. Um, yes, Gino is playing very, very good football. He is actually making tight window throws. It, you know, he's doing true drop back passing. It's not just a lot of kind of play-action flukiness or, or 
protecting him and making things easy. Yes, he has DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but you know, for example, when Cooper Rush went four and zero, you knew that was not sustainable. It was not legitimate. Geno is. I think he's proven he is an upper, you know, half of the NFL quarterback. It is so fascinating now at 31 years old, where they're going to go contract-wise and all that. I imagine a franchise tag is where it will start, and they'll try to work off of that and agree to a long-term deal. But, yeah, I mean, he deserves a very legitimate contract for the next couple years of his career. Hmm. Is Jim is Ursay okay? <laughs> uh, hey, you tell me. Your guess is as good as mine. But uh, that, that was a... That was a crazy press conference, no question. <laughs> what, what do we do? We have any expectations for Jeff Saturday as head coach of the Colts? Yes, I think he's going to run the ball sixty-five times a game. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're if you're a wide receiver, just get your blocking shoes on and uh, get ready to hunker down. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's insane. I, I, you know, I get it from the standpoint of he's a former player, but he can galvanize the locker room, focus more on you know t- turning the vibe and the culture around, whatever the, whatever you want to say. But a ridiculous hire. Um, and yeah, all of his comments in the past, and and Ursay as well, saying that you know Frank Reich had fear and used analytics or whatever. I think he's one of the top five play callers in the NFL the last couple of years, getting a lot out of you know not much quarterback talent. Uh, yeah, the so long answer short, Jonathan Taylor, get ready to get run all day long. <laughs> Brad, how, how am I supposed to sort out how disappointed I am with the AFC West? Like Patrick Mahomes in a dogfight against the Titans still gets it done, and now maybe if Josh Allen's out a couple weeks, maybe the Chiefs have a window here to take the overall one seed. They, they're, they're playing well, but I look at the rest of that division. This was supposed to be the divisions of divisions. People were talking NFL history-type division stuff. The Raiders have blown three 17-point lead games. Uh, the Chargers are banged to hell, but also I just don't think their coaching's been very good, and Herbert's not quite having the season we thought, and Denver's been an, an utter mess with Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. How do you begin to gauge what's happened in the AFC West outside of Kansas City? Yeah, it's a great reminder. You know, you got to play the game. Because on paper, I think I declared it the best division I've ever seen on paper coming into the year, even though I, w- I was down on the Raiders. I mean, look, three 17-point or greater, uh, you know, losses. You know, they've done it five times in franchise history. They've done it three times now in the first eight weeks of the year. Um, that, you know, I didn't see coming. But I, I didn't think they were going to be a particularly good football team. But the Chargers, you mentioned the coaching. You also, you go out and you get Brandon Staley all this defensive talent. Because as good of a coach as he is on defense, I think, uh, depending on the side of the ball, I think it's harder to coach up a bad defense. If you don't have mm-hmm. talent, it's hard to make them a good unit. He has all the talent now, even before the injuries, and they're still just soft. I mean, they can get run on every single week, which was the issue last year as well. Atlanta this week, they obviously barely won that game, but Cordero Patterson comes off IR and is bullying people, bulldozing over their linebackers in the end zone twice. They've been, I think, one of the more disappointing teams in the NFL, which I know sounds crazy with a winning record and all that, but, yeah, they're just not where they should be. And, yeah, Denver, I mean, you know, I don't even know where to start with Denver, but <laughs> – um, yeah, it's pretty crazy how, how underwhelming they've been given the, you know, the expectations coming into the year. Yeah, and on the Chargers, they play the 49ers on Sunday Night Football off of a bye. Good luck stopping that running, rushing attack with all those weapons. Brad Spielberger, a pro football focus. Go give him a follow on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. We always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for hopping on, and, and hopefully we can do it again here soon. Yeah, thank you. There you go. Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus, as my microphone sounds normal again. I I, I think there's going to be a real conversation, and I think Brad's right on maybe the tag. I, I'm there. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm that easily convinced that Geno has 
finally been given a real opportunity in an offense that that works really well with his skill set. Wouldn't shock me if they ended up drafting a quarterback in round two. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks available. But man, I I don't know how you don't kick around that he is your franchise guy because he's right. He's not making like you know screen pass reads and big play action passes. This dude's dropping back and he's fitting the the football in tight windows. He's placing deep balls perfectly where Lockett and Metcalf can get them. Like mm-hmm. they don't have a great third option, but as long as you got Lockett and Metcalf healthy, we mentioned Noah Fant earlier, Ken Walker the third. The offensive lines played well. Gino continues to be one of the greatest stories, and it's it's the dumbest thing to say on November eighth. I am loving the fact that I have him locked in at comeback player of the year. I absolutely love that. I just think he's been phenomenal this season. And he's going to make a lot of people in Seattle question, should we just give it to him? Here's a contract that's not Josh Allen, but here's a pretty substantial contract. We trust you now. It, can you reach that level with Geno Smith in one year? I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see how they handle it at the end of the season. They play the Bucks in Germany this weekend, that early game. Tampa, say what you want. I love making fun of Brady. They did find a way to win that game late against the Rams. Their defense is good. The Bucks got a good defense. They got a legitimate defense, and Geno struggled the last challenge. time they played a really good defense in San Francisco. That offense looked awful, but we'll see if it carries to Germany. So it'll be interesting to see this weekend. All right, let's get to the mail sack. Your questions welcome. 503-250-1080. Sports, non-sports, whatever you want. Throw it at us. We'll answer it. Coming up next, we'll get to the Jim Ursay stuff at the bottom of the hour. Mail sack is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we'll talk about one of the weirder stories I've ever seen. That's coming up at the bottom of the hour. Let's get to the sack, though. You guys want to sack it up? Let's sack it up, man. I I feel like I do a disservice to this show every Tuesday. I I don't do it enough of, like, get your mail sack questions in through my first hour and a half. You got to get the sack questions in, man. We got to fill up a sack. I got to remind people. Sometimes the P1s, they remember, but I got to remind the people that that are new to this show that, yes, on Tuesdays we do a segment called the mail sack. It's spelled two different ways, but it's basically a Reddit AMA. <laughs> Any question you have, you ask, and we'll answer. Fire it away. We have a P1 who's a, a Husky fan, so we're not on good terms this week, but most weeks I'm on good terms <laughs> with him. And uh, he, he fires up. He, he, like, unsolicited five or six of them every single there mail cycle. We try to get to as many of them as we can. Let's start with a philosophical question. Okay. How many roads must a man walk down before you call him a man? <laughs> Whose song was that? That was uh I don't know. I know cross- that no. 
I can't remember who <laughs> is that, that is. how it's sung? Like that? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like Joan seven. Baez. Okay. Joan Baez. How many roads? Yeah. Yeah. Is that how it's sung? It's an old timer, 1967. Yeah. Okay, yep. there you yeah. go. Swag's yeah. heyday when he's turned 26. Uh, yeah. So what do we think? How many roads must you walk down? <laughs> that was pretty good. Just drink your Musa next, you old man. I'd say the road that changes a tire on your truck makes you a man. I feel like a man right now. What do you? Let me ask you this. Maybe it. Maybe for you, it's as simple as a tire. But we did get the tweet earlier that said. You're not a real man if you admit this. What is the manliest thing you think you've done? Like in your what your definition of a man is? Because I obviously we all have different definitions of this. Uh, where where I feel like most uh, Tim Allen grunting. Yeah, you just my life. So we've established I'm not handy at all, but I got poor misses. Huh? Poor misses. Well, I'm handsy. I'm not handy. (laughs) Two different things. <laughs> uh, the very first direct TV satellite dishes when they came out. I don't know. I managed to get one of those RCA bad boys, installed it all myself, worked the very first time I flipped it on. So you installed a satellite dish. I was dish. so proud of myself. Wow. <laughs> That's the most... I mean, I don't have a lot to be honest with you. I don't. I haven't really done much. Mine's pretty stupid, and also like if we're talking about the traditional Tim Allen grunting man, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like generic stereotypes. It's easily for me fishing, gutting. You know what I mean? Like that's the hunter gatherer oh, yes. thing. Like that's pretty good. Here's food. Eat food. Warm food up. Mm. I make fire. We make food. I know. Eat that food. That food <laughs> gross, but eat the food. I feel like if you go fishing, that's how you got to talk the entire time. It's kind of how I feel. Yeah. I've been trying to find a weekend, and it's been tough because football season's all hell. Um, I I, I really want to go crabbing because the crabbing's the best in the fall. Ugh. But it's hard to get to the coast and back and. Yeah, it's not easy. You got some sunshine coming in the next week. No rain in the forecast well, this, now for a while. This Saturday would be good. You go crabbing in the morning. I got a tea time. Mm. Oh, I got right. tea time. Priorities, you know. The links here. I might just bring a crab pot to my car one day and tell the wife, I'm just going to go drop a pot in the ocean right after work. There you go. And I'll get home by 3 o'clock. Yeah, I'll be sure. back in the afternoon. Yeah. It's not that long of a drive. No. Uh, mail sack question of the four Northwest Pac 12 schools, which coach will be at their current school the longest? Well, that's a great question. I, I'm a little worried that in the next four years or less, Jonathan leaves. Really? Now, I'm not doing this on any any rumor mill or things I've been told. This is just merely an opinion. Uh, I know he enjoys coaching a lot, X's and O's, and I've heard that if he was to leave, it would be more likely for an OC job in the NFL than it would be a head coaching gig somewhere else. Plus. The prospect of does the Pac-12 stay together? Does it not? Yeah, Whatever happens, a, you let's know. assume it does. So if it stays together, then I think he he stays. I think he stays put there for a long time. But I think the guy that it could be is Kalen DeBoer. Kalen DeBoer would be my vote. See, I, I I would if we're saying the school is happy and the results are good enough for the school to not be mad. Yeah, I think it's Dickert because I actually saw a press conference. His introductory press conference. I saw this yesterday. There was a moment as soon as it was done. His 10-year-old daughter hugged him. They'd moved seven times, and she's 10. And Lanning alluded to this in his presser yesterday. Yeah, his kid's 11. He's lived in eight states. It's the hardest thing. Like, yeah. I think that's the hardest thing for, for a lot of these guys. Some of these guys are robots and detached from any 
semblance of normality. And I have kids. Oh, I can't tell. You're not around. I think there's a lot of good dads. And I think if you care about your kids, eventually that has to weigh on you. That it's like, yeah. hey, pack it up. We're going to the next school. And yeah. that's just got to suck. But, so maybe I go Dickert there of the mm. four Northwest schools. Yeah, I think DeBoer would be mine. I think I think Washington, he's going to get Washington to a point where they're good offensively and winning eight, nine, yeah. potentially ten games I every mean, year. You go back, oh, oh, you go year, back yeah. to the Don James era when they were at their heyday. Oh, he yeah. was an institution, and if it were not were for cheating, whatever the uh, scandal came about. That, <laughs> whatever the scandal. Yeah. The, the cheating scandal. <laughs> he cheated. Billy Ho Gilbert there. He ain't cheating, he ain't trying. <laughs> uh, their fake national championship. <laughs> Have fun with that. Yeah. Um, all right, what else Steve we got Hittman here? Steve Hittman up. Yeah, well, that was a thing, too. Uh, mail sack question. Oregon State got saddled with yet another night kickoff. Yeah. Beaver fans haven't gotten a home day game all season, with the exception of the Arizona school. Should there be a limit on how many late-night kicks each Pac-12 team should have to deal with, especially at home? Yes. Yes. Yes, but, but it's also easier said than yeah. done. It's TV windows. It's a lot easier said than done. Have you noticed, by the way, uh, Oregon State fan, every right to be upset. They have an 11 a.m. kick in ASU. Yes. They got night games at Reeser. I got fortunate the Washington State game was a 6 o'clock tip, kick. Oh, yeah, for but sure. But even that's a night, I mean, that's that's a night game. Yeah, a night you're getting game. home at midnight. Even the Montana State game was, what, a 5 o'clock kick, five I want to say? 5 o'clock in Portland, yeah. yeah. evening game. Like, can we get a 12.30 game? Like, well, come on. They're not getting a lot of them. They don't get big TV windows. Well, they might the get uh, the last War. game might be a 12.30 Well, because there might be a lot on the line, yeah. so it might be a more primetime-ish game. And by the way, I love hey. a good Civil War at noon. Hey, you're welcome. What do you mean? You're welcome. Well, I mean, we're the ones driving it. You need to beat us. I mean, <laughs> come on. What are you talking about here? We're going to hand you your first twelve thirty kick of the year. You're welcome. And we'll hand you your second loss of the welcome year. To the, um, welcome to the daylight. I, I, you don't have to be vampires anymore. It's okay. Daylight. <laughs> we won't know how to deal with it. We'll be like the guy in Logan when he gets exposed to the sun. He just starts yeah, melting. Ah! I, you want to talk about a fog bowl? That has all the makings of a Dude, fog bowl. Never uh, underestimate the strength of a beaver vampire combination. That's a deadly one for you. <laughs> it's a new uh, movie. I'd watch that movie. Have you noticed Chip the last couple weeks has been talking about this? And I don't know if anybody's told Chip Kelly, but he's been talking about how he said yesterday... Well, exposure's been not great. He said it's not George's fault. It's not anybody currently working for the conference. He's basically pointing the finger at Larry Scott. Mm-hmm. And he goes, we had a 400-yard rush game two weeks ago, and I don't think anybody in the country knew about it. <laughs> and he keeps complaining about this night kick stuff. They've had a lot of night games. But people are noting, you know you're going to the Big Ten, and you know why the Big Ten wants you, right, for yeah. night games. So he's acting like this is a Pac-12 problem, and I, I think he's going to discover in the Big gonna Ten. Discover, oh, he it's going to be yeah. there. I'm going to be curious, though, what that, how late they want to go. Obviously, the bulk of their audience is in the Eastern and Central time zones in right. the Big Ten. So will it be 5 o'clock Pacific starts versus no, 7.30? No, no, they're going 7.30 windows. Wow. They, Fox wants to have that 7.30 window. That's yeah. why it was a big deal to get West Coast schools, because they knew they weren't going to be in the next Pac-12 TV deal. I will find it funny, though, when they're relegated, if they're still, let's say, competitive and good and an interesting Big Ten team. I will find it funny, though, when they play uh, let's Rutgers, say, Michigan Illinois. State. Let's yeah. say it's Michigan, yeah, Michigan State. State. A somewhat more relevant program. Iowa. And everybody stays up in the country to watch it so they can properly rank a Big Ten team. <laughs> and go, Thanks. Thanks for the treatment of us on the West Coast. Yeah, it is like the conference. I mean, it just it sucks, dude. There is a 
Next weekend is the showdown weekend in the Pac-12. Like maybe something crazy happens, right? Washington could win. You could get somebody that upsets somebody. If no shocking results happen this weekend, you have UCLA and USC playing. Winner of that game likely going to the Pac-12 championship. And then Oregon and Utah playing. Now, Oregon, if they win this weekend, has a pretty good shot at getting there because they're still the only undefeated team, but Utah needs to win to stay alive. There's a chance that Oregon and Utah is a 7.30 kick on ESPN. And that's it. And that could be a game between two top ten teams. Like if Oregon and Utah win this weekend, there's a chance that both of them are ranked in the top ten, or vice versa. It could be UCLA and USC. That could be a top ten matchup with two one loss teams that gets played at seven thirty on ESPN. Like that. UCLA's it, last game is at Cal, by the way, and that's already been determined. Yeah, that's because USC's kick. got the Notre Dame game. Because right? USC's got to play Notre Dame. Yeah, but Dame. they already got so the kick time for the Cal game. Yeah, that weekend. So weird how they determine kick times and when they determine Yeah, you kick get the six-day window thing. Like, we didn't find out the Washington kick time until yeah. Sunday afternoon. You're like, oh, okay, 4 o'clock. I know. I was frantically looking for it late last week, and yeah. then I couldn't find it. And I'm like, where the hell is it? Uh, let's see here. Two more quick ones. Yeah. Uh, Duck fan here. Am I crazy to want them to end up fifth in the polls and win a Rose Bowl versus ending up fourth in the playoff and getting smoked by Georgia again? You know my stance on this. I get it. The Rose Bowl would be a lot of fun. You're getting Ohio State or Michigan as a consolation prize in a game that – Maybe it doesn't mean the same as a playoff, but damn it, is it fun, and it's the Rose Bowl. But you also know my stance on this issue. I I understand it. The Georgia game would not be as exciting. But I do think you're a much different team than that week. I'm not saying you beat them. Uh, oh, I just, you're not beating. <laughs> I always lean on being in the playoff. I just think the yeah. playoff is is always the biggest thing. I agree with you there. I I think it's like for a coach to get there in year one to to have a feat that Mario couldn't pull off yes. while he was in Eugene. Yep. Like year one, come in, hey, boom, we're in the playoff. We're capitalizing on a Pac-12 that's not even down this year. It's a good conference this year. Um, I I think it would be great, and I don't think anybody is going to hold against. Anybody getting blown out by Georgia. Mm. I don't know if that made sense, but I, I think Georgia is so much better than everybody that no matter who they play in the play, I mean, they just smoked Tennessee. I know the final was 27-13. They dominated Tennessee, and Tennessee was an unstoppable force that hung 52 on Alabama. So if they play Ohio State, I'm taking Georgia to win that game by two touchdowns. We saw how, what happened against Michigan last year in the playoff. Like Nobody is beating that football team this year. And so I don't. if you got there and that was your matchup and you lost by 21, say, the second time around, I don't think anybody's making funny. It's like, wow, they made the playoff and you're one in our new coach. Future's bright. To me, that is more important to getting back in that conversation than it is to say, hey, we went and won a, another Rose Bowl. And but I love winning Rose Bowls. Don't get me wrong. The Rose Bowl would be fun. Of course it is. Michigan, Ohio State. That would be great. You, Whoever loses that game. I, I, when I was at Bannon, I rewatched it was playing. Utah, Ohio State, Rose Bowl. I mean, it's a great football game. It was a great game last year. Utah, big. Ohio State comes back. Yep. The receiver breaks all the records. But quarterback got hurt. Rising got hurt in that game. But largely, you know, you those games kind of fall by the wayside, unfortunately. And that's the detriment of a four-team playoff is kind of everything becomes very, very back burner. You forget about it quickly. We judge programs on can you make the playoff yeah. or did you make the playoff. Yeah. That's, that's the barometer now in college football. Last one quickly. How long does it take for a movie or show – to be out before you uh, don't have to worry about giving spoiler warnings because he said I was uh, somebody got upset because I spoiled a movie that came out twenty years ago. Uh, yeah, that's oh, definitely past. The so time. how long until you can give spoilers? One month, two months? Well, I think weeks? TV show. It might even be a week. I mean, depending on how the, if they're Ooh. rolling out. TV shows can be tough though. Some people love to binge the wait. Like Game of Thrones does this. They do a show once a week, but some people love to just go back to back to back to back. You stay away for three, four weeks so you can just watch them. Mm. Mm. I think movie about a month. Yeah, I give movie a month. Give you time to go see it if there's a big, crazy ending. TV show, I'm with swag. I give it like two weeks. Really? Yeah. 
That's not like you're talking about it openly, though, anyway. No. Hey, did you see who died? <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. Mail sack question every, uh, every Tuesday at 8.15. Let's get to the craziest story that I've seen in quite some time. There's no way this works, right? That's next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Well, we've talked about getting busy to Savage Garden today. Also, uh, it was a, it's a Bob Dylan song. Yeah, blowing, in the, blowing in the wind. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was written by Joan Baez. Was it written by Joan Baez? I don't know. Because I Googled the uh, the song. It said, I, don't know, I got confused. Hmm. But Blowing in the Wind is the is the song by Bob Dylan. Um, let's get to this. Are you guys in the top quartile or the top quartile? Never. You're Always. Not, you're not in the top quartile? No, sadly, I've never been. It's just not in my family's nature or history to be in the top quartile. <laughs> oh. The top quartile. Not until you win that Powerball, buddy. Then you're top quartile. Top quartile. Did we confirm that nobody won that yet? I have not confirmed that because they didn't. We are going to be walking away with an actual billion dollars after taxes. Let's go, baby! I can't wait. I can't wait to take a big golf. I I reveled in nothing more in uh, my uh, young academic <laughs> career than blowing the curve on a test. <laughs> the most Jason Swigard it thing is. that has ever been uttered on this radio show. You're the worst, Swag. You've ruined it for the rest of us, all right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, study harder. Uh, well, it wasn't <laughs> happening. Um, okay, <laughs> let's get to Jim Ursay. He's in the top quartile, baby. We're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right, that means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. <laughs> I mean, I, you can't. Uh, it's math. I can't disagree with it. Did anybody at that press conference it's respond? Proven. It is. Did anybody at that press conference go, "Hey, Jim, uh, record post Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning"? Where are you at in that quartile? 
Oh, uh, that's too small a sample size. <laughs> we need a bit. We need a bigger quartile to uh, evaluate that. He also added. So if you don't, if you miss it yesterday, the Colts hired Jeff Saturday, which I, I want to get to in a moment. Well, they hired him as an interim, not interim even like guy. The coach. Yeah, he's, he's an interim interim head coach. And this came from the press conference last night. All these weird things. Here is Jim Ursa. You guys know how sausage is made. I don't Jim know how to make sausage. I don't know what goes into sausage, but I do know how to build a football team. Do you know it when you see it, or do you see it when you know it? You know, it? certain people just have it. They have it. And, and, and you see it when, when you know it. <laughs> for those wondering, Jeff Saturday's coaching pedigree is uh, one year of high school football for a high school in Georgia. He is currently employed by ESPN, no longer because he's going to be the new interim coach of the Colts. <laughs> They're bringing in, they have former NFL head coaches on their yeah. staff. People have been around that team. And they're bringing in an outside guy to be the interim head coach. Uh, don't don't worry. Nine days ago, Jeff Saturday tweeted, "The Raiders are horrible." Who are they playing this weekend? The Raiders. I cannot wait. He trashed them on like Monday morning, like or Sunday. Like he was on ESPN talking about how bad they looked for blowing that lead to the Jags, and now he's got to go coach against them. Okay, can we let's establish a couple things here before we dive into this? <laughs> Before we talk about this psychotic owner, is Jim Hersey okay? Uh, well, he's been pulled over a couple times. Falling off he's the not. wagon. Well, I thought, mm. Is it on the wagon or off the wagon? I think it's off the wagon because you I think fall he got off back the on. wagon. You're on the wagon when you're doing when you're the straight and narrow, straight and, narrow. Gotcha. and then okay. you fall off the wagon. Every night before I go to bed, I fall off the wagon, but I need to sleep, so it helps me sleep, <laughs> and then I wake up on the wagon again. Um, Jeff Saturday probably has the kindest, nicest eyes in the NFL. He seems like a really good dude. But like, have you seen his eyes? Yeah, just incredibly bright blue eyes, great blue eyes. I love the eyes. That's about all I can say about Jeff Saturday as a coach, because nobody has seen him coach. I did love that people were speculating and throwing out that he should hire Peyton Manning to be the OC because there is nobody on this called staff currently that's called plays. They don't know who's going to call plays this weekend. Eh, it's not stop New England this year. They've got Matt <laughs> Patricia calling plays. I think you can do it with anybody. This is brilliant. Okay, and let me tell you why. You hire somebody you like. Jeff Saturday's a good dude. People are going to like him in that locker room. He's good behind the microphone How in a press conference. How do you approach that, though, as a player and another coach? Like, this guy has not been with your team all year, and you're inviting him in, and what is it, week eight, week nine? Well, they're doing well, this because they're tanking. he's been a consultant for the Colts yeah. Sure, recently. I, yeah, I so. know. That's, uh, Dirt, they're tanking. There's no other way yeah. to say this. They are openly tanking now. Ursay knows, I got to draft a quarterback. We drafted <sighs> Peyton. We drafted Andrew. You got to draft a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. They've done the veteran, you know, leaves his place and comes to us as the redemption story story too many times now, and it's not worked for them. They are going to draft a quarterback because they're going to be, and they already are, one of the worst teams in the National Football League. If you took away the 19 yard touchdown pass from San Ellinger in garbage time last week, they barely registered 100 yards of offense. Oh, it, I mean, that under bet was the easiest bet I've cashed all year. Easiest bet of the year was the under between New England and Indianapolis. They hired him to tank, but here's where I'll push back. Who are we tanking for? I mean, there is C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will the kid Levis, of Levis the Notre Dame, Will or not Levis. Notre Dame, but uh, North Carolina quarterback May is turning some heads. Yeah, May is. Are we worth? Is is everything worth tanking for any of those? You guys? need a quarterback. Like you, you cannot win in this league unless you have a quarterback. You got to get a quarterback. I don't know how to feel about most of those prospects. I'm not even like a big fan of Bryce Young, and people think I'm crazy for that opinion. But they need a quarterback. This is where I'll push back. I think this is going to bite them. Have you seen the reports already? This has pissed off the league. 
There are people around the National Football League, the coaches are pissed about this. As they should be. Well, and this is all now going, I mean, after they totally revamped all the Rooney rules and all of that, um, I guess there's a loophole as for interim head coaches that you don't, obviously, you have to find somebody immediately to name as an He's interim He's got Reggie coach. Wayne on the staff who played for the Colts. Right. He's got John Fox on that staff and Gus Bradley. He went and got Jeff Saturday off TV. Yeah. And he's, he's tanking. If I'm the NFL, you're investigating this interim hire. Yeah, maybe this ends up being the most shocking thing of all time and Jeff Saturday turns into the next great NFL head coach, but it makes literally no sense. Would you be shocked? Because I don't know if I'd be shocked if he was good. Uh, I think you need yeah. to be a player personality guy. You just need to have a good X's and O's guy on offense and defense. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's easier said than done to it a is. certain extent because you got to go, excuse me, you got to go find those guys. Uh, but I, just, I, I think that's just... For the coaches, like imagine this is one of the reasons. Like I, w- I had in my notes this weekend, Jack Collinsworth, because I watched my first Notre Dame game this weekend against Clemson. He is terrible, terrible, and we've made fun of him, or I've made fun of him a number of times because that is nepotism to a T, right? I mean, it's a guy that has his job because his dad is famous, and nepotism isn't always bad. Like look at Noah Eagle. Noah Eagle's a great broadcaster. But he probably got some of his start because of who his dad is and all that. But he I is, don't think there's any sure. But, but he has lived he like start. nobody looks at that and says you have your job because your dad is good. You have a job now because you're good at your job. Like he's a great broadcaster. Sure. Uh, Joe Buck is nepotism. His dad was a legendary baseball broadcaster. But nobody looks at Joe Buck and says that guy shouldn't have his job. He's a, one of the best all time broadcasters. If like imagine being an NFL coach who has worked your ass off for 25 to 30 years waiting for opportunities like this. Oh yeah. And Jim Irsay yeah. comes. Imagine being. On that, like this is the whole thing about be, people in that room or in that locker room. I get that he's been an analyst. Like, dude, if I've been a coach for twenty years in the NFL and I I hear this, I'm I'm quitting. Like, what am? I, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We hired a guy off of ESPN to be our NFL head coach. Is this a joke to you? You own the team and you hired a former player that broadcasts on Get Up. Why don't we go hire Mike Greenberg? Like, what are we doing here? This makes no sense. So, I look, maybe it works out, and, and I look like an idiot in, in two years. Jeff Saturday's leading the Colts to a Super Bowl. Well, I don't think they're trying to win, though. That's my For point. Sure, probably not this year. But I just I don't see how this is met with any sort of welcome arms if you're a coach that's been around the league for a long time for a guy to just leapfrog everybody. And what if they win? What if they end the season on a winning streak? Are you going to give him the head coaching job? I don't think he's getting the head coaching gig. I, I know he said he's auditioning for these jobs now. He's doing the, the uh, what is his name, McCown? Remember, they almost hired him in Houston. They ended up going with Levy Smith. I, I think he's clearly trying to get a job. I don't think they'll do that. I, maybe I'm wrong here. Jim Irsay is not the most stable of person, uh, I think, to trust right now. I think Colt fans should be a little worried. This team came in with expectation, and they've been nothing but an utter disaster. Yeah, that team's been terrible. But organizationally, they haven't been good for some time, right? Like, Andrew Luck took a lot of hits, and Andrew Luck finally said, I'm done. I want out of this. I, I cannot continue to take this beating. That team was was starting to kind of fall off when Luck was the quarterback. They haven't figured it out. They went Rivers. They got to a wild card round. They lost. They bring in Carson Wentz. It doesn't go well. You bring in Matt Ryan. It gets even worse. So I just think you look at the ownership, and we've seen this in Washington, even though he's trying to sell. You see this all the time. Dallas experiences this from time to time. If your owner is a little unstable, it's hard to imagine the organization's going to find its way Unless you just go find the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Nick Sirianni, unless you go find that dude, it's hard to have a lot of hope. And you hire Jeff Saturday as a gimmick hire that's not going to sit well with people. You're openly tanking. And they're sticking by their GM, too, by the way. Which is controversial because yeah. I know he hasn't been there that long, but like that roster's not good. Yeah. 
it's not good, and now you're going to trust him to pick the quarterback? I, good luck. I, I, my brother-in-law is a Colts fan. I'd love to text him and see how he feels because I'd feel real uneasy if I was a Colts fan today. Would not be feeling good. I enjoy people texting and saying they're sucking for bow, blow for bow. <laughs> I don't think we should run with the blow for bow. I don't should know. Should I put that as a poll question? Should the Colts blow for Bo? <laughs> the new thing. I don't know how to. I don't know I think how Bo to Nick's identify. Thing in college, by the way, <laughs> he could. Yeah, I don't know how to identify a bad owner, but I see it when I know it. And there you go. Uh, let's close it up next with the college football playoff blow ring. for Bo. <laughs> the rankings the are coming are out doing? again tonight. Who's going to be pissed next on the fan? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, it's election night, so, you know, handle that however you want to. Vote or die. <laughs> yeah, remember that. Don't die before you vote. Vote or you'll die. What? What? Really? Uh, so, yeah, and handle that however you want tonight. <laughs> Boy, uh, I didn't know measure uh, 111 was going to make me die if I didn't vote on it. Huh? Oh, you're, de- you're dead, buddy. You're dead. You want to share who you voted for? Uh, no, I'm not going to share that. <laughs> I, I recommend you, sports media personalities, don't put out a two-minute video saying why they voted for what candidate they voted for. It's you not know, good. It's not good for business, folks. Uh, not a good idea. Not good for business that you share your true feelings on the world. <laughs> Just give me my sports opinion. Give me my sports. Like, hey, where's LSU going to be ranked tonight? Huh? Don't have a don't have a non-sports take, please. I'm the only one allowed to do that. You're a radio host. <laughs> Stay in your lane. How many will LSU be ranked higher than Oregon tonight? No, no. Okay, will they be ranked higher than USC tonight? Yes. yes. Oh, they're jumping USC. USC struggled with Cal. Absolutely. Okay. All right. LSU lost, got blown out by Tennessee and lost to Florida State. Is TCU number four? Yes. God, could you imagine if TCU is not going to be number four? It's going to be the committee. Tennessee number four. Yeah, I mean that in traditional ways, Georgia LSU's in the top five. Georgia, uh, that's not going to be surprising. <laughs> Georgia, Alabama traditionally usually only get punished going from one to four. So if Tennessee is fourth, it won't shock me. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to go Georgia because they just won, so they jump Ohio State. Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU four, Tennessee five, Oregon six. Is there any punishment for Ohio State nearly losing to one of the worst teams in all of college football? No, seemingly there somehow isn't. They were trailing seven to nothing in that game, and it won't. Yeah. They won't be held to any standard that everybody else is. I, you think Michigan might jump them? No, I mean the dirty. Wait, what did Michigan dirty, do? They struggled against Rutgers, and then they put fifty-two up at least. They were they were mm-hmm. losing in the first half. That was a TCU thing. They ended up winning that game by thirty points. But but the, but if TCU is punished and not rewarded for winning the outcome, Michigan should get theoretically punished for losing well, to Rutgers. That would be the same if everybody was held to the same standard, which we obviously yeah, well, know is not the case. I know. I know. <laughs> I think I think I nailed the top six. So you go Georgia. You're a top six with Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, Tennessee, Oregon. Yep. Okay. I think Oregon six, and I think Oregon continues to sit in a great place. I think Michigan might be ahead of Ohio State. They are in the dirty poll. I know that. They have been all Why year. Why are you ruining the dirty poll? That's tomorrow's contest. It's only one spot. It's only one spot. Only, I'm only giving you one team. There's your number, I, your number I two team. I have not peaked at the dirty poll. I haven't either. Your number two team is Michigan. There you go. There's your tease. There's your peekaboo. Where do the other nine show up? I don't know. Peekaboo. Where's everybody ranked? 
I don't know. You got to tune in tomorrow at six thirty to find out. I just hope uh, I hope somebody, if nobody won the Powerball, we all buy our tickets today because I mean, at some point somebody's going to win it. I mean, somebody's well going to win me. it. Yeah, I think you want it to be me because I'll tell you what I'll do. My platform. <laughs> we want it to be. I want it to be you and not me. Yeah. I mean, I'll break you off some money. I'll break you off some of that Kit Kat bar. Yeah, I'd rather have a million than a billion. Yeah, I'll give you more than a million. Hey, thanks, um, buddy. No promises it's much more than a million. <laughs> but you want it to be me. 1.2. Here's my platform. I'll pay off the politicians. We're having three-day work weeks in Oregon. That will be our state law. We will break waves in this country, and it will become popular legislation. No, you there just you start buying companies and implementing well, it Well, that's yourself. part of the buying of the politicians. You don't even need politicians to do that. I then, Well, you need the puppets. to. If you want to be the puppet master, you need puppets, and they're the puppets right now. And so I'll buy the corporations that then persuade these puppets to give legislation. I then invest my money. I've doubled my net worth in a matter of six months. I'm then now. I'm driving hard. I'm buying out the Portland Diamond Project. Thank you. Go away. It's the Portland Gridiron Project now, folks. <laughs> you gotta buy him. I'm buying the Lloyd Center District. <laughs> we're clearing stadium. out the mall. I'm building a football stadium. I'm gonna say, Roger, we're here. You need us. We need you. I agree with that platform. Thank you. I'm in. There's my TED Talk. You want me to win. You give me 1.4 million, I'm cool. You can win it. I was going to give you 1.6, so there we go. 1.4 agreed <laughs> upon. Well, there you go, folks. Good little show. If you missed it, go check the podcast, 1080thefan.com. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus and Bill Connolly of ESPN. Good stuff from both those folks. And we'll tweet about out there. Just break it out, 1080thefan. Important lesson to go away today. Just remember, just because you lose doesn't mean it was rigged. Have a great Tuesday. Remember this. I want to stand with you on a mountain. Enjoy election night. And, uh, hey, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Colin is next. You're listening to 1080 The Fan. We're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right. That means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 